My name is Lodi. It's L-O-D-I. And you're listening from the Corner to Corner podcast. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Obviously, there was no other way that we could have started the show than with Cody's entrance, right? I mean, it had to start that way. Because <laughs> what a weekend. Well, I mean, I'm going to go on record as saying I don't have to sing Man, I Feel Like a Woman because I told you how it was going to end. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to sing Edge's theme song because Edge won. But it's his new theme song that's basically just music. So here it goes. You think you knew me. And then a bunch of music. So that was easy. That was really easy. Right. I, I mean, phew, good good thing he changed his theme song is all I can say. Right. Because I don't know that anybody wanted to hear me sing you know, on this day thing. So when we left here last week... The plan was to talk about our fantasy baseball draft. It was. And then we go out and have a phenomenal Final Four. And we must stand alone in this. We both thought that the WrestleMania itself was at least a seven, if not an eight. What caused it to hurt itself, a couple of unfortunate injuries to start and end it, and just overall not putting the order of the matches. Like, I felt like they really front-loaded the card on Saturday night. They did. And then Sunday night, it was just they were throwing at a dartboard going, all right, who's next? I don't think Sunday was nearly as bad as I initially thought. Uh, it had some poor moments. But if they would have changed a few things up, if they would have – move some matches around. For example, both women's title matches, which were really good. If they put one on Saturday, one on Sunday. You could flop it with, say, Bobby Lashley, Omos. Because, as we talked, there was no way that match was going to be any good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Right. And that's no knock on really either one of them. It's just Omos is a gigantic man with limited skill set. Bobby Lashley is a smaller man, but freakishly strong. But he kind of has a limited move set. And what Bobby does are power moves that he can't do against Omos. Mm -hmm. That was just a bad match. Omos is like the modern day giant Gonzalez or Great Khali. uh, Great Khali. Yeah. The... uh, that whole thing, though, was ultimately just to set up MVP turning on Bobby. It was. And putting in a mouthpiece with Omos. Um, 
So, the match between Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn was about what I figured it would be. Yep. We knew that everybody from Jackass was going to get their move in. It ran too long. That was my problem with it, was that it was that it ran about five or ten minutes too long. It ran too long, plus a lot of their contraptions weren't working. Right. And that just made it look even worse. Like, at least three of them. The mousetrap table, they couldn't stand, he couldn't stand it up. He wasn't strong enough to stand it up. The little leg kicking thing didn't work. And then the giant mousetrap didn't work. Yeah. Like, you didn't test these things right. before you did the match? Right. Well, and I'm sure they did. But in the heat of the moment, adrenaline's pumping, you know, things happen. And then, unfortunately, we got to see a very rushed uh, New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. And well, he got cut off a of Saturday. He and got cut off a of Saturday, Saturday because they played 47 minutes of the same vignettes that we've seen for three weeks. I don't need to see them again. Yeah, and not to mention the fact the entire three-hour pre-show on both days was the same way. Yeah, like you couldn't have you couldn't have thrown a match into a pre-show each day. Right. So Sunday was not that bad. Of course, it, the end of Sunday is Roman Brock. Mm-hmm. Roman's injured. I think it's legitimate. We'll talk about that as the show goes on. But that match was cut at least 10 or 15 minutes short. Yeah, because, I mean, Mania basically, the, the pinfall happened at a quarter till, uh, at like at 11.45, right? Yeah. And immediately... P- Everybody's like, oh, well, if it's ending right now, something's going to happen. Right. Who's coming out? What's going to happen? And then it just goes off. And, you know, speculation is, I mean, with videos and pictures and stuff you've seen, looks like Roman legitimately, legitimately did separate his shoulder. It does seem that way. So I'll be interested to see how severe it was injured. Uh, you and I both agree that he uh, came on Raw Monday to talk about the injury or to talk about the promo, but he was not going to go into the injury because they're waiting until they know more. I have read best-case scenario with a dislocated shoulder, 8 to 12 weeks. That's if you didn't chip, rip, tear, break something. If you did that, it's at least six months. At that I mean, point, Finn Balor was out six to, six to nine months. At that point, he has to give up the belts. Yep. And that will be a shame. Yep. If the only positive to that is that he can come right back and go, I never lost those. He can. And jump right back into the scene, and hopefully in time to pick up whatever his pl- the plan is for next mania. Um, and... And you're right, he can, but one of the things they keep harping on is the number of days that he's champion. Yeah. So that's going to play a part into the storyline. Yeah. Eight to 12 weeks, he can, they don't have to take the belts off of him. Because, and I told you the other day, the way that he runs that is he comes out and says, there's nobody here that's worthy to challenge me for these titles. And you know, people step up to challenge him, and he's like, he brushed them off. You're not worth my time. Yeah. I'm the tribal chief. Until you acknowledge me, I'm not giving you a shot. If Cody Rhodes is the challenger, which we think that there's a very strong possibility, you could get a buildup all the way to Summer for Slam without those guys getting physical yes. at all. Yes. And – just by mic work and and stuff like that, yeah. or have Cody go through the you gotta, Usos. You're gonna go and, through the Usos, and then the, you know you got all that going on. And I yeah. could see Cody getting a tag team partner to have to go against the Usos. I mean, it's storyline. They can they can tell that story. Yeah, and um, they could actually take out Cody, insert guy here, and do the same thing. Right. So as long as it's not going to require surgery. I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, 
It's kind of quite crazy, though. You could literally hear him yell, and I don't know if that was intentional or, well, I mean, obviously it wasn't intentional, but he was screaming, it's out, it's out, it's out. And at first you're thinking, oh. Well, he's, he's selling he, the Camorra. He's selling the Camorra lock. And then you look at his arm and you see that big giant knot on and it. And you see him jerk it back in place. Yeah. And I told you that he struggled getting the belt up yes. on that uh, with, with that right arm. My wife asked, is the belt really that heavy? And I told her, I'm like, yes. I mean, it's not like a toy belt. It's a legitimate belt. Well, man, our fantasy football belt was really heavy that Wes had in here last week. But so. until he got his arm straightened out, yeah, he struggled. Yeah. Um, and like you even mentioned, too, about like he handed Paul, Paul one belt while he adjusted the other, right. and then he took the, you know – like, normally he probably wouldn't have done that. And I told you that, much like Austin, when Austin broke his neck in 97, Roman was holding both of those belts up. He was walking out of out of WrestleMania on the rampway, and the last image was going to be with both straps over his shoulders or up in the air. Yeah. It doesn't matter how. His arm could have been completely cut off, <laughs> yeah. and he still would have found a way for that to happen. Right. Because he was going to leave WrestleMania with that and, image. And the way he holds that belt, where he kind of like turn, holds it by the side plate mm -hmm. and lifts it up, and he did both that on the ramp. I mean, he, he made sure he did that. And yeah. it was just as hard the second time as it was the first and time. And I'm sure when he got back behind the curtain to the gorilla position, he went down, and that they probably had emergency personnel waiting there to check him out. Yeah. I really hope it's not serious. Well, see, and I think that's why Monday night, because a lot of people, same thing at the end of Monday night. They're like, well, we didn't get a challenger. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. He just came out and talked. Because they don't know yet. Right. Right? And that's why they push it off till Friday, because, well, one, WWE, Fox, and all of them are smart enough to know that if he comes out on Monday night and drops the belt, the viewership on Friday night is going to plummet. Right. Well, what are they going to do now? Everybody's going to be tuning in Friday night to see what he's going to say. Yeah. Because everybody is assuming the same thing we are, that he that he's hurt. Yeah. I hope, as I said, I hope that's not true because he legitimately is on the run of a lifetime right now. Yeah. And, yes, he'll still be the tribal chief when he comes back. I'm not sure he can regain that momentum. Because when he comes back, if it's six months, fans are going to be clamoring for him to come back. When his music hits the day he returns, he'll get cheered. Well, I mean, he's already kind of starting he's to get He's already starting to get cheered now. and, and He's getting the Hulk Hogan... Or the Hollywood Hogan, well, the Steve Austin, like yeah. he, like he, that's what's happening to him. Yeah, and and we've talked almost like we know this kind of stuff. Yeah, this is what was going to happen. Yeah, and I told you if Vince want, wanted to get Roman over, turn him heel, because in our society, especially in professional wrestling, we enjoy the dark nights. We enjoy. The, the bad guys, the heels, the villains, the guy that wears the black hat, all right? Gone are the days that the white hat, uh, white meat baby face is the one that everybody supports. They turn on those guys quickly. Ask Cody Rhodes how quickly yeah. they turn yeah. on you. Yeah, or John Cena. John Cena how quickly they turn Paul on you. Hulk Hogan. Exactly. Dwayne Johnson. Ask The Rock how quickly people turn on you. Okay, so Cody, you didn't see Cody's promo, right? I did not. I, so, I, I, I have read most of his interview for Vanity, and I have saw a good portion of his interview on The Bump today. Yeah. So Monday night when he's talking on his promo and he opens up Raw, and I told you about his dad holding it, and he had a picture of his dad over I guess they're going to do a, a documentary. And, and he's, he's going to executive be, produce yeah. it. So he said that belt was held by people like Hulk Hogan, the crowd booed. Mm -hmm. Seriously, and then he and then he mentioned Shawn Michaels and Cheers and Triple H and Cheers and all that. But the first name he mentions, Hulk Hogan, and the whole crowd boos. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, he's still getting boos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it was like, like he's he's okay now, right? Yeah. I mean, it was like. 
He was. It should be fine. Hulk yeah. Hogan should still garner cheers. Right. And the whole flipping crowd booed. Right. I found that very fascinating. So we both think Cody's on a crash course for the title. He's I on think the train. I think he's. I told you the other day. Six months. I expect him to be world champion. Yeah. Well, depending on what happens two days from now, it might be sooner. So, I'm going to touch on something first before we move on to talk more about Cody. If we had watched this WrestleMania prior to doing our entrances, would Cody Rhodes' entrance make your top four Mount Rushmore entrances? I mean, yeah. I I think we should. (laughs) I'd be like, let's just redo that show. No, 100%. I thought it was one of the most electrifying WrestleMania entrances ever. Well, so you and I, Wes, I get, I, go, I get goosebumps. I've watched it like fifty times. You and I, Wes and Adam, have a text thread going on, mm-hmm. and all night Saturday, the common question that kept getting brought up was, "Where's Seth Rollins?" Yeah, yeah. Where's Seth Rollins? So then. The longer Seth Rollins is held, you don't get Seth Rollins. The more you doubt that it's Cody Rhodes. And yeah, and we were um, like the group was like, it's gonna be Shane. It's gonna be Shane. So then you get you get Seth Rollins down, and his attire was fantastic. By the way, yeah, it was it, great. Yes. So he's like, "Come on, who is it? Come on!" I mean, it felt like an eternity. And then he says the line, "Time." Is money, yeah, and I and I told you that I was like, well, crap, it is going to be Shane McMahon, yeah. If you don't think that was a teaser, you're out of your listen. I right. tell you all the time, these dudes are the biggest trolls ever. Yes. If you don't think the Undertaker Friday night at Russell at the Hall of Fame when he said never say never was it a troll move, right? You're out of your mind, right? Because then there's people like, it's Undertaker. Well. When the fireworks shot up the ramp, or like at first, I, I'm I'm thinking, well, that's kind of an odd time for Rollins' fireworks, right? And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's first fireworks, and then the lights go out, and I'm like, crap, it's the Undertaker. Well, so <laughs> so they were waiting for the moment for Rollins to drop his jacket over the ropes. Yeah. When that happens, fireworks shoot out the turnbuckle post, down the ramp, and it scares him. Yeah, down the rampway. Out of the logo. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, well, that's too many fireworks for Shane. Yeah. So it's not Shane. So then the lights go out. And I'm like, okay, it's Taker. Mm, I'm okay with Taker. I, you know. Or is it Bray Wyatt? And then I, I can hear talking going on. And I don't know what's being said. Yeah. It was Cody's. It was Cody's intro. You know, and there's all, there's more than one royal family in wrestling. And then when the lights came on and his pot and, and 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 the blue and red, and I hear Kingdom, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> t- we were all like, "It's Cody! It's Cody! It's Cody!" I've, how many times have I told you since then? I can't believe Cody Rhodes Bailey. is back in the WWE. Like, yeah. like it was one of those things that we talked about. It was I, I've told you for a long time that I thought it was Cody, but I didn't really ever think well, it was going to be Cody. What he say? What he said Monday night? It was. It'd been forty-seven days since the world found out that he left AEW and that he had kept his mouth shut mm-hmm. and remained silent. And. There was speculation prior to that, right? Before it, like he was supposedly without contract before that, right? Like this is basically been sixty days. It's been he's been signed by WWE for about sixty days at this point, uh, from from everything that I've seen. We've talked about it several times. I mean, when we first heard he was leaving, we were we were all like, "Yeah, it's work, it's work." Well, you and, were it's a work. Well, but your initial thought I initially was a, thought yeah, it was a work. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, I don't know. The more I'm seeing, I, this, I told you, I said, the more I'm reading, I don't think yeah. it is. You're like, nope, it's a work. With the release letter and stuff, and then it is the more we get to it, you're like, okay, well, if he doesn't show back up at this AEW pay per view, and then you're like, okay, all right, now you start, and then 
Then when they started the Rollins storyline. And there was nobody there. Yeah. Of course, they kept dropping the AEW Cody Rhodes hints. They were not drowning out the co- the audible Cody chants. Right. I Honestly, now that it happened, if it wasn't Cody, the crowd sabotages the rest of the show. I don't think it matters who it was. No, I, I 100%. It... It ruins WrestleMania mm-hmm. if it's not Cody at that point. Yep. And, you know, you think about it, and I just, I just kind of had this thought. You know, I've been, watching, I've been watching through that Monday Night Wars thing. You have. And how great the writing was back then. Mm-hmm. This Rollins and Cody buildup to WrestleMania is some of the best writing they've done in 20 years. Probably. The fact that they could... And it just shows you, we've talked about this numerous times. If the WWE is going to hold you quiet, it'll be a surprise. Well, even th- like, yeah, people were ch- chanting Cody, and you see videos going, is it Cody? Is it Cody? But it wasn't the, it wasn't the Phil Brooks CM Punk right. night that right. the, the whole crowd was at that point, like erupting for CM Punk. Right. They weren't taking over at that moment. Right. Now, like you said, if it's not Cody and Shane McMahon comes out and we don't get Cody in some way in that, then yet the the night is ruined. Right. I think that, and they you you talked about the writing. I think they've done it really well that they have built this storyline, and then Monday Seth comes down, they kind of shake hands and go their separate ways. They'll revisit that storyline. Yeah. That's not the end of that storyline. Yeah. And I saw where Cody was asked how many people knew about it. And this, the number of people that knew that he had re-signed with WWE is very small. Yeah. I don't even think his mother knew that he re-signed the WWE. I want to think, like, his wife, he's got a brother-in-law or a cousin or something that is a timekeeper in WWE. He didn't know about it. His uh, so his wife, upper management WWE, and I want to say Randy Orton. I mean, how did QT Marshall wind up in his mobile home before the match? Was he there? Apparently, apparently QT QT Marshall and Brandy were both in the thing, and then well, uh, they started the Nightmare Factory, the wrestling, the wrestling school. Yeah. Because uh, QT Marshall's the head trainer at the Nightmare so is, Factory. Are they like best buds? I guess they are. Yeah. But, but I mean, in QT on AEW. He is. So it's, a, it's amazing that they held him quiet. And, of course, I don't think he would ruin that moment for Cody if right. they're that good of friends. Right. But, you know, and I told you. And, then, and, and Andrade and, was apparently there, too, because I saw he him was at the Hall of Charlotte. Fame. Well, he was at the Hall of Fame, too. Yeah. There's pictures of him walking. And, he, listen, all these guys, this, like, war and – we don't like them because they're they wear these colors and we wear it like all that's made up between dirt sheet writers, marks, and fans. Right. Okay? Right. These guys are all really, really good friends. You know, people want to reference what the Young Bucks. Well the Young Bucks change their social media bios all the time. And and they put I thought we were planning all out two or all in two or whatever. And people are like, I can't believe they said that. I'm like that's their humor. Like that's what, you, Yeah, I mean, that's what the Young Bucks do. They change their bio every day. I mean, you had Aubrey Edwards, the referee, when Cody debuted, she put out, how freaking awesome, or how cool is this, or how cool is pro wrestling, you know, something like that. They're all rooting for each other. This little thing that you, off of WrestleFeed, that you sent us the other day, it says, CM Punk comments on Cody Rhodes and Stone Cold at yeah. WrestleMania. At WrestleMania 38 Saturday, Cody Rhodes returned to the WWE after six years and defeated Seth Rollins. In the main event of night one, Stone Cold wrestled his first match in 19 years. Austin defeated Kevin Owens on the no-holds-barred match. This was Owens' first WrestleMania main event. AEW wrestler CM Punk tweeted the following about WrestleMania 38. And this is, this is what you just said to a letter. It's all the marks and all the fans. Happy for Kevin. Happy for Cody. Very happy for Steve. 
Also happy for Sting, happy for myself, happy for Brian. See, this isn't controversial. F. Eddie Kingston, oh, and happy for Edge. Right. And him and Eddie Kingston. And that's CM Punk. That is CM Punk, the man that walked away with nothing but hatred in his heart for the WWE. He had... He's in that storyline with with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, but the, I know which, which is I, great. Which is why that. he did that. But, but that had nothing to do with hatred towards the WWE. If I would have told anything. you when we were doing our Dear Santa show, when you when when when, when I had to call in Optimus Prime, right? And I had to do those, and you know we had to do those shows. If I would have told you then that this year we would see Punk back in the ring. We'd see uh, Sting back in the ring. We would see Stone Cold main event WrestleMania. We'd see Daniel Bryan in AEW, and we would see Cody Rhodes in the WWE. You would have laughed me out of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're just in April, and this stuff has happened. Yeah. Now the first. Three plus months of the wrestling year of 2022 has been the greatest thing about the entire planet because yeah. everything else has sucked. Right. But wrestling has been fantastic. So I told you earlier that Cody Rhodes, you and I are both big comic book guys, especially like superhero movies. I told you guys that Cody Rhodes was the Dark Knight. He was the he was the knight that WWE didn't realize they needed. Yeah. Until he came back. Yeah. And he's going to get pushed as a baby face. But if I know anything about professional wrestling, fans are going to turn on him at some point. And that's okay because Cody Rhodes is able to play both roles. Cody Rhodes is going to turn out to be one of the most important signings Vince and the WWE has done in quite some time. You think about the thing, the 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 seasons that we've went through. Mm-hmm. You had the Hulk Hogan season. Mm-hmm. Then you had the Bret Hart season, right? And the Bret Hart season ended poorly on the screw job. Mm-hmm. But Vince was pretty much done with him. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the most hot season of Stone Cold Steve Austin for his three or four or five year run there. Mm-hmm. And you go rock and Triple H. Yeah, and and Shawn Michaels was sprinkled in there too. He got hurt, was out the majority of that time. Triple H did a fantastic job of carrying that bridge. Mm-hmm. And then you had Rock, and then you get to Cena, and Cena carries that torch for, for a years. long time. He's the face for fifteen years to, to the point that if he walks back out Friday night, the crowd's going to go nuts. Right, right. You've had Brock in there off and on. Roman's done a great job here recently. But it, like in this competition that we'll say, and I do air quotes, with AEW and WWE, this is the most significant signing that the WWE has had in four plus years. Yep. And since since uh, since AEW has come around, well, I was going to say since AJ Styles. Yeah. And you almost get the sense that Cody could be that seasonal change that pushes the WWE up. Because here's what's going to happen. If you don't think that Vince McMahon isn't going to strap a rocket on Cody Rhodes' back... You're not paying attention. You're not. Because, one, if, if Vince just wanted Cody back to be Stardust, we wouldn't have got the American Nightmare. We wouldn't have got... What's the name of his song? Uh, Kingdom. Kingdom. We wouldn't have got any of that. He wouldn't have got an open mic to start Monday Night Raw, which he had an open mic because he tweeted that out. It was open mic night. Vince is going to show everyone Mm -hmm. what he can do when he wants to. Mm -hmm. And what's it going to do? The next time the AEW star shows up and it's time for a new contract... He's going to at least talk to Vince mm-hmm. and go, well, let's see what the old man's got to say. Right. Because they just saw that Cody come in 
and we're guessing within six months he's got the belt on him. Because which, which they wouldn't do in AEW because the reason they didn't do it in AEW, Adam, is because everybody's like, well, he owns the company. He'll right. just put the belt. Well, turns out he didn't have as much power as everybody thought he did. Right. Well, Tony Khan has the power. They didn't want him to get the Triple H persona where Triple H is just, well, you're just booking yourself to be world champion. Yeah, well, you're sleeping with the boss's daughter. And you're, <laughs> and you're, and you're burying young talent on the yeah. way up. Oh, yeah. by the way... Uh, pushing young talent, just signed 43-year-old injury-prone Samoa Joe. Congratulations. Right. Vince is going to handle the Cody Rhodes situation very delicately, and he's not going to bury Cody Rhodes because he knows if he does, that's the only AEW wrestler he's ever going to get. Nobody's ever going to come back. So 100% Cody Rhodes is going to be world champion before WrestleMania next year, I would think. And he's going to get, he's going to stay a main eventer the entirety of his contract. Yeah. And the other thought to that is what was it? Was it you? We discussed this afternoon. You, you, that you read somewhere in like one of the interviews or saw one of the interviews that said the first thing he told Vince was he goes, I, I don't, I don't want to be Stardust. And, and, <laughs> and Vince told him, that's not what I bought. Yeah. I didn't buy Stardust. I bought the American Nightmare. Yeah. I he said you built that. Why do I want to take that away from you? Right. And it goes back to the thing that I always say. And how many times, Sean, have you heard me say? Everybody always comes back. <laughs> it's almost as often as you are an old school guy. And people are like. They didn't almost see you fall out of your seat, but I wish they could have. That was fantastic. <laughs> the sheer panic on you because you thought it was over. I leaned back. I was like, oh, crap. It wasn't locked. Okay. So they thought that, you know, they thought that. Hell, I done lost my train of thought. We're oh, yeah. always going to get smoke and mirrors or stardust. Okay, right, right. You know. And as I said, Vince knows that he needs to handle this carefully. Yeah. Because this is his one shot right. to show guys that, hey, this is, I can make stars This too. is the number one draft pick. Right. right. Essentially is what it is. This is the first guy. Yes, I understand there's a couple of people in NXT the female on the female side that were technically the first. Right. They weren't major stars. Right. They weren't VPs of the company. Right. This guy helped start the company. That's right. so that I mean th- that alone makes this signing huge. Right. And you got people all over social media that are like, "Okay, yeah, Vince traded 43 wrestlers for Cody Rhodes." Well, the simple fact that AEW has signed 43 former WWE wrestlers says a lot about the logjam of their talent. Okay? Yes. Cuz but out of those 43 that they've signed, John Moxley's got pushed. Brian's got pushed. It appears that Adam Cole's going to get pushed. Can you think of anybody else that is getting the push? Well, I mean, they've put O'Reilly and Fish back with Cole and and did a cheap knockoff name of Undisputed Era, calling them Undisputed Elite. Undisputed Elite. And I'm like, can you not come up with something original? Right. I mean, seriously? Yeah. I, I don't know. It just that uh, it cracks me up. It just kind of bugs me a little bit with that whole part. Nobody wanted Cody to be the champion in AEW. Nobody really liked Cody, but the minute Cody comes out on stage in WWE, what happens with all the AEW marks? He's a sellout. He's a sellout. He left. Blah 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 blah. Why didn't he stay here? If he wanted to be champion, I, I literally have read numerous tweets. If he wanted to be champion. Why didn't he just stay here, and why did he put himself in that predicament of that he couldn't be champion anymore? Uh, that was probably just the way they wrote it. It's not like Cody just said that, right? Well, and and one thing you will not see, and it'll be it'll be refreshing, is that you will not see, hopefully, Cody and Tony Khan badmouth each other. I don't think either one of them has something bad to say about the other one because, frankly, neither one of them would be in the spot they're in now if it wasn't for each other. That's 100% true. So I hope that – I and, and I, I don't look for them to script a lot of Cody's promos. I think they're going to let him talk. And I don't think that he's going to ch- take a cheap shot. I hope, I hope Tony keeps 
uh, you know, keeps the up and up, and he doesn't try to take cheap shots. Uh, you can take cheap shots at the rest of the WWE. There's real no, there's really no reason for you to take a cheap shot at at Cody Rhodes. So I kind of hope Cody Rhodes is off limits for, especially you know, Omega and the Bucks. You know, those guys like they don't need to be taking shots. And and, 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 and Cody's and, already went out and said that he loves those guys right. and and really cares about them. And you know, this was just something that like apparently. Cody has this said, has been something that's been on Cody's mind for a while. Cody has said being in the WWE and being the WWE world champion has been his dream. Yeah. And and he made it sound in his in his interviews that he's done as we wrap this segment up, in his interviews that he's done that he makes it sound like in his mind it was never a matter of if but when he came back, but he wasn't sure the WWE felt the same way. Right. So but, but he went and did in, what you got to do. In closing, on Cody Rhodes today, I feel like he was made to look like a bigger star night one in the WWE than he probably ever did in AEW. And I understand the reason why, but facts are facts, I believe. And, you know, the proof's in the pudding – he looks like a legitimate world title contender after one night in the WWE. After three or four years in AEW, he never really – and he kind of got stale. And I don't really know. Like, I'm not sure why. And I think the change of scenery is going to be good for everybody. We also talked that it gets kind of that log jam out of the way because when you have a name and a personality like Cody Rhodes, he's got to be involved in something. So now you get him moved. So maybe some of these other guys that uh, they they have will be able to take some of that uh, TV time. What a debut. I mean, I'm just going to leave it. What a debut. I mean, if we did WrestleMania debut Rushmore, he's in the top four, right? Probably number one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do I do believe it was one of the greatest WrestleMania debuts in history. So for sure. Well, we also got to see Gable Stevenson. Yeah, I thought we weren't going to. I didn't think anybody was going to come straight to the main roster, but Gable Stevenson apparently they think is going to be a big deal. So he won, uh, or he didn't win anything. He. Did that suplex on Chad Gable in night two, but both which, nights, which ruins my whole plan. It did, it did, because I felt like that he needed to be in Gable Stable. Gable Stable, the Gable yeah. Stable. Shush, <laughs> shush. <laughs> that is so great. I don't. That'll be li- a great soundbite on the on the show. I don't like Otis. Can I just say that? I mean, I guess I can because I just did. Unless you cut it he's, out, he's the he's he's a really good piece for Stephen for Gable though. I mean, it's going to be pretty impressive to see Gable Stevenson belly to belly suplexing because he's going to. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's going to be pretty interesting. I they must have high hopes for this kid is all I can think because he's never been in a pro wrestling ring and you're already debuting him on uh, WrestleMania and talk about how he's already going to be on Raw and I, like kid, I hope you can go right. Because if not, you'll be future endeavor pretty quick. Well, I mean, I I guess they're looking at him at, at like Shelton Benjamin and Brock and you better Kurt hope, Angle. I was gonna say you better hope that he turns out more like Kurt Angle and less like Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. So, but you know, with this amount of fanfare, to, interesting to see how that winds up uh, winds up going. We saw Stone Cold back in the main event. Yep. So what do you think about that? It's a nostalgia thing. I will tell I you. I felt really bad for him because he looked like he was in a lot of pain trying to do that. Well, I will tell you. And the I longer saw, the match went on, the the more adrenaline he had going. Bully Ray put it best, is that we got every last drop of Stone Cold Steve Austin that he had. Yeah. He left it legitimately all out there. Yeah. And I think that also goes to show you, as I said, how good Kevin Owens is. Yes. Because Kevin Owens made him look like the heyday Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bumping like crazy for this man. Yeah. And that, I mean, you got to look, as a guy who loves pro wrestling like Kevin Owens does, that's got to be really Main cool. Main eventing right? 
WrestleMania against your favorite wrestler. With your favorite wrestler. And you get the opportunity to sell for him and make him look like the Stone Cold from 98. I mean, you have to kind of think that when Kevin Owens re-signed that contract in January, that Vince was like, Kevin, tell you what we're going to do. Going to let you main event mania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. What do you think about that? <laughs> Kevin would be like, you're going to what? Right, right. I can only imagine. Yeah. Before I, you go to AEW, let me just tell you what I had in mind. Well, and I mean, and it looks like the main event push is going to continue because the dark match Monday Night Raw was Cody versus Kevin Owens. Yeah. I think that we're going to. And his work with Ezekiel slash Elias Monday Night was hilarious. I don't know where they're headed with that angle, but I'm here for it because, okay, think about this for a second. And if you and if you are driving right now, currently pull over, okay, pull out your phone, go to the Google, type in Stew Pickles, all right, the dad on the Rugrats, and tell me that Ezekiel doesn't look like Stew Pickles. <laughs> I'm going to pull up a picture right now so you can look at Stew Pickles. Tell me that doesn't look like Ezekiel walking down. <laughs> he looks oh like a God. Jack Stew Pickles. Oh, my gosh. And he's taken over his Twitter handle. Like, he's let, like, he, and he says, since my brother is no longer here, I'm going to run his Twitter. He's running... This is fantastic. Is this what the he's been on all this time? Well, Cassie told me that they made him cut his hair for the previous for the previous change, and Vince didn't like it. So the reason he's been gone all this time was to grow his hair back out. That's why he's been gone. Was waiting for his hair to grow. Well, I think it's fantastic. I think that Elias slash Ezekiel has it. He has it. And I think he's going to make this work. Yeah. And it's going to get over. And the thing about it is, he's he's better on the mic. Like, he's everything but a great wrestler. He's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler. He's not a great wrestler. But when You don't comes, have to be a good... You don't have to be a great wrestler. But when, Well, yeah, I mean, look at Hulk Hogan. Easy. When it comes to the mic work, he's fantastic. Well, and then, and of he course, can get the crowd going. And, of course, you got Kevin Owens going, aren't you Elias... And he's like, no, I'm not Elias. I'm Elias' younger brother, Ezekiel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're Elias. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. It's pretty. It's... But it's almost like two guys that have a podcast have said multiple times, this is WrestleMania season. Of yeah. course the writing's good right now. Of yeah. course the storylines are good. I think people that are not listening to our show are missing out on Great information. Would you say they're missing the mark? They're missing the mark in not listening to our show. I agree. I mean, we do a pretty daggone good job of calling a lot of this stuff. We do. And I mean, and we talk about seeds being planted and like. Just for the record, I was the only one that picked Edge to win last week. You were. And I was the only one to pick The Miz and. Jake Logan Paul, Paul or Logan Paul, whatever you did is, you, to win. Did you know that I, I, I read today that. The reason the match ended the way it did is because Logan Paul had it written in his contract that by the time the match was over, he would be a babyface. Now, I don't necessarily believe that because a lot of it goes into fan reactions. What if the fans would have hated Logan Paul so much that they would have cheered the Miz? Well, I'm not so sure they didn't. So... I think, Are we going to have a year-long build to that match and they'll be fighting each other at Mania next year? I don't think you'll hear from Logan Paul for a while. Yeah. And, yes, they will have a match at Mania yeah. next year because it's in Hollywood. At some point in time, Logan will show up around Rumble season next year. Yep. and He'll and he'll come in or come back and, and throw the Miz the, over. You know, cause the Miz match or something. Yep. And yep. I'm not convinced that we won't get Logan and Jake Paul against the Miz and somebody else. I mean, we got to see the freakish athleticism of Pat McAfee. The the sheer fact that he jumps from the ring to the top rope is amazing. 
He is super over with the fans. Mm-hmm. They love him. His entrance song is like a one of those pump up songs, anyways. I need more Pat McAfee. I don't know how in the world I, the the fact that they had the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders come out in the song Seventh Ar- or Seven Army Nation or whatever it's called was phenomenal. Right. I hate that he got that win and then Vince. Beating, but I know we, you do. We had to get to Stone Cold. We had to get to Stone Cold, and just like it was so funny because like we're texting back and forth, and Vince is standing there, and I I sent the text message to y'all, and I'm like, why do I feel like this is a Stone Cold moment? And Adam goes, that would be great. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm so good at this. But I mean, if like you- like this past weekend, I. Almost achieved wrestling god status on some of my stuff. Listen, what I tell you every time, a blind squirrel finds a nut from time to time, okay? So don't get well, too... Well, I was on point this week. Don't get too big in your britches, all right? Because you still got a ways to, to get to daddy's level. <laughs> yeah. this is, I was in god mode this week. You were in like, god mode. Like uh, Roman said. Move the needle. I think that for all the people who are crapping on WrestleMania... Sunday was lackluster. It was good. Maybe not even. It was okay. Okay to good. Somewhere in that range. Saturday was so good that I still give the show a 7 or 8 out of 10. You know what Saturday was compared to Sunday? It it was the it was the two guys. It was the it was the Macho Man steamboat that said, "We're gonna go out and steal the show. We don't care who's in the main event." Right. That that that's that's what it was. It was the main event of the two guys that are like, "We're gonna burn this place down so good that there's nothing they can do to top us." Mm-hmm. Right. Now, take Cody out of Saturday night. It's an okay show. It's it it's. You know, it's it's it's, a, it's it's probably a good show. Yeah, all of the, all the women like Becky and and Bianca was a great match. Mm-hmm. I've heard a million people say it was an awful match. I don't know what they were watching. Well, they obviously don't watch a lot of Becky matches, right? Because that's the, about the best Becky match I've ever seen. She's gotten better lately because you know? she continues to spiral downward. Yeah, like she's losing control. Yeah. And I'm here for that. And then, you know, Charlotte and Rhonda was a really good match. And Rhonda is a lot better than people give her credit for. And then, you know, the triple the triple threat tag match to start Sunday was fantastic. It was. You know, it was it was definitely one of the top moments of the weekend. So all in all, man, WrestleMania was a pretty awesome card. Yep. I have a question for you. Okay. My question is, we see Damian Priest come out during the Edge-AJ Styles match Sunday. Yep. You hadn't heard it yet, but Adam and I both had, that it was they were talking about a potential stable with Edge leading and having some guys. So I've thought about this. So, he needs additional people to be in a stable. Or it's not a stable, it's just a tag team. Correct. My first thought, somebody that would be good with the the character that Edge is playing currently and the character that Damian Priest is, I think Rhea Ripley fits nice in that mold. I think she's getting ready to turn on Liv Morgan. I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's getting ready to happen. Yep. So, I think Rhea Ripley fits that mold. So, then you get your woman out of the way. Yeah. Okay? So, now you have a woman in the group. I think NXT newbie, the next big thing, Parker Bordeaux, also known as Harland, fits the mold. Just as a big muscle guy. He doesn't need to talk. He just needs to creep people out and beat the heck out of them. I think he fits that mold. He's probably a little ways down the road. 
Maybe. Because they've got him tied up into... He just kidnapped Rick Steiner, yes, yeah. I know. Which is a ridiculous storyline. But I'm here for it because Rick Steiner's back on TV. And maybe it might lead to Scott coming back. I don't know. I'm always a big fan of Scott Steiner anytime we can get Scott Steiner. So, let's say those four. All right? We need a fifth person. Because the way I look at it, if, if we look at factions in terms of titles, right? Mm-hmm. So, you have Edge, the world title guy. You have Priest, probably the mid-card guy, right? Uh-huh. You have Rhea Ripley, women's title. You have Harland, and Harland would need a tag partner. So I'm like, who could Harland have as a tag partner? Well, I mean, I told you the other day I thought Ciampa would be a very good fit. Ciampa is the first name that I come to. Yeah. But. But what about, what about the Gacy guy? That's with Parker. I don't like him. Well, I mean, I don't like you either. That's the whole point. But he's kind of the mouthpiece, and yeah. Edge is going to be the mouthpiece of That's this true. My other option, if it wasn't Ciampa, would be Finn Balor. He's kind of just floating out there now. He has a dark side that does not involve the demon, but he does have a dark side. Okay. And you partner him up with a guy like Harlan, and it's a typical tag, typical 80s, 90s tag team. Finn does all the work, make, gets beat up, makes the hot tag to Harlan. Harlan cleans house, and they pick up the win. I think Finn Balor in that faction could work. He's not doing anything else except losing matches right now. So my question to you is, you have the pencil. You have the first two members of the faction, Edge, Damian Priest. Who are your other three members? Sean knew this question was coming. He just didn't know what the question was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew you was asking a question. You never said what it was. I, I mean, I, Chompa was definitely one. Yes. I do not see it being Finn Balor. Mostly because he's the U.S. title holder right now. I think he's just a transitional champion, but yes. Well, he probably is, but he's not going to lose to Priest and then turn around. Well, I don't think he loses to Priest. And, and and join the faction. I think he loses to a guy like Austin Theory. Well, I mean, I could see that happen. I like the Rhea Ripley. Could you also see on Alexa Bliss? Potentially. I You could also see a, see a Liv Morgan. Maybe. She's pretty over right now, though. She is. Um, but I do but, think we're but, definitely headed towards Rhea turning on Liv. Yeah, but but you... Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But would you definitely think it's got to be five? You think it's going to be five and not just three? Um, no, I think it'll ultimately end up being three. Yeah. But I was just... I Like, you know, I, I like to go all in on things. Yeah. I mean, I like your three. I really do. I. If it's three, I think a guy like Ciampa makes a lot of sense. There was, there was a list of... New guys that were just brought to roster. Yeah, but those that that list has not yet been confirmed by anybody that I can see. I know. I'm just I'm um, just looking at that, going. There's not really anybody. They do there. think that Imperium could debut as early as Friday. Yeah. So they're gonna bring all three of those guys up. Yes. Huh. I I, I don't I I don't know. I I like your. I, I like your 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 group there. I I really can't think of anybody else. I mean, I could see Finn Balor, but. I don't know. It's I not think, gonna be it's not gonna be Ricochet or anything, anybody like that. I think Finn Balor would have the shock value because it's not something you would expect him to do. Yeah. Uh you could spin it the whole, well, if you can't beat him, join him kind of thing. Right. So So he so if you're gonna do that, then he's gotta battle through those guys for a little bit. Yes. And they just continually to beat him down. Yeah. And then and then eventually he turns on somebody and, and joins the group. Right. I don't know that they're going to do all that. For no, I think that it ends up being three. It's uh, Edge, Priest, and somebody else, and we basically get a Brood 2.0. Yeah, and if it's only going to be three, it's going to be another guy, which yeah. I would say would probably wind up being Ciampa. Ciampa makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. Because they're – well, I say Ciampa makes a lot of sense, but it, it's going to be Edge kind of taking two – I think two younger guys under his wing and kind of giving them the rub. Priest, yes, he has been the U.S. champion, but I, you know, a, a, 
you look at if you look at the original brood, Edge kind of started shining over there. It was Gangrel's group. Edge started shining, and then I could see Priest doing that as well. And that yeah. and that's kind of one of the things that Edge does as he's walking out the door is he builds Priest to basically be the new Edge. Right. Yeah. So it's so funny because. You and Wes were both kind of of the mindset that that was um, Edge's last match, and it, it was. And at this point, there is no end in sight with this, you know, little. Run. Right. I mean, you're going to get several, several months out yeah. of this. And if they build this to where, like you talked about, the gold part of it, that puts the gold back on Edge at some point. Now I said he would be the world champion, well, can like the world champion contender, not necessarily world champion. You just never know how how good this group. Is you know, man. We got. Are we going to try to squeeze? A, do we have a Rushmore that we want to squeeze in? Or I mean, I do not have one right off the top of my head that kind of plays into. I know you said something about a Rushmore of the. I guess we could do mania moment. I guess we could do a Rushmore. How's of, it not going to be the same? <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't talk about everything that happened. Yeah. So, if if you have a list of mania moments. I didn't really prepare one, but I mean, I, mean I could I could do one. Okay. Well, let's go. I'll I'll start. Okay. Okay. My number four mania moment is more of a surprise. I'm surprised with how good Logan Paul was. I thought that was going to be just a crappy match. He is a natural heel. I mean, he did the three amigos. Of course, he was suplexing some guy that weighs a buck twenty. But still, he would do the you know the spin up. He did the three amigos better than Ray did the three amigos. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then he kipped up from that, gets on the turnbuckle, does the Eddie shimmy, and then delivers a great front of frog splash. Yeah, I'm like. I told you that I saw the other day. It's like you know, celebrities can't do wrestling. It's it's hard. And then you see Bad Bunny and Logan Paul and Pat McAfee, and you're like, well, maybe wrestling's not as hard as I thought it was. It is still hard. Yeah. It just shows you how athletic and ta- and like good these guys could be if they focus on wrestling. So number four was more of a surprising moment for me, and it was Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the number four. Just the simple nostalgia. We probably saw the last stunner on Vance, although it was horribly done. Well, and I told you it was horribly done because I think Vince slipped when yes. he kicked him in the gut. Yeah. And he couldn't regain his balance. And then and then Steve was laughing right. at him. But he eventually got it there. That was such a vital part of The Rise. The, the rise of uh, of Stone Cold. It it was just cool to see one more stunner right off into the sunset on right. Vince McMahon. So that that's my number four. I really enjoyed that. Um, I I think I think both guys wish that it had have gone off cleaner, right? Um, because as you said, that was the end goal was to get there. Yeah, it's the way it had to go. Right. You know, it's it. it just when Vince came to the ring with uh, Austin Theory, at that you moment you didn't really think about it, but you knew he was going to get involved. You, I, you didn't really make the connection to Steve at that point. So we have number three to me is Bianca Belair. You realize that she's good. But I don't think I realized how good she she can be. Like, good. Like, she might be right below Charlotte right now. She, she might be number two. Mm-hmm. And that move where she, what was it? Ended up with there at the end. That, that segment there at the end where Becky was, she jumped off the, anyway, she ended up and doing the, bro, like, it was so good. And Becky had a lot to do with that. And I know I crap on Becky a whole lot. But Becky did a great job of building a star. Yeah. And that is storytelling at its finest. 
Becky, or I mean, Becky got the upper hand, cheated, that started this new character shift of hers, and we've been seeing her spiral out of control. But the whole thing is Bianca has continued to stay true to herself, stay true to who she is, and they have built a huge star. Do you think this was the end result whenever they took it away from her in 26 seconds at SummerSlam? I want to say yes, that she finally would get that ultimate vindication. Yeah. And I also think that Becky's just not that great with a belt. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see a lot of Becky. I'm not sure Becky is a full-time wrestler. Right. Yeah, she, she's got that kid. Yeah. I'm not. So, number two for me, or number three for me, my second yeah. go-round is going to be Bianca becoming a big star. Yep. Solid. Solid. My number three was from the triple threat tag team match when you get back-to-back RK bros in two different styles. Man. When you get Riddle come off of the top rope with one. To save to save Randy. Yeah. And then Randy turns right around and grabs and, and catches uh, Gable off of the top rope where he's diving yeah. and he grabs him. Because the minute I saw him jump and Randy standing there, I was like, here we go. I, you just like, you knew it. Right. And so those guys, for being a tag team that is thrown together, which generally doesn't go great, man, the chemistry they have right now so is golden. It's so good. And it's just like, like it's all on Randy, yep. right? Because it was supposed to be a one-night thing. Randy was supposed to turn on him. They were going to feud. And, they, they, and we were going to have a Randy versus Riddle match at Mania. Yeah, and they had so much fun. Randy comes back. There's stories all over the place. Randy comes back, looks at Vince, and he goes, "Let's see where this goes." Yep. But that was that was fun. Let's let's see where what we can do with this. And Vince let them do it. Well, and look where they're at. I mean, they are so freaking over right now. Like, I don't know that Randy's ever been a bigger face than he is right now. And people underestimate how good Riddle is. Riddle's really good. Well, and I made that comment when we were watching Mania the other night to the family. I was like, I, I, I just don't know that I realize how good Riddle is. I don't even know that he realizes how good he is. Yeah. Riddle is really good. Yeah. I mean, and then, of course, he's just the laid-back guy. You know, Randy's all business all the time. Riddle's laid-back and likes to have a good time. I mean, he was at the Hall of Fame in a tuxedo and wearing slides. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> when he when when uh, Orton gets fired up and he looks at him and goes, "Randy, Randy," <laughs> like like that's so. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's good. I'm not, I'm I mean, I know, I, I know. At some point, it's going to end. Randy's going to turn on him, and it's going to be to build Riddle into a bigger star, kind of like what Becky is doing with Bianca. Yeah, we might be next mania before we but, see that though. But I. I hope they get as much out of this as they can. Yeah. At this point, they need, and I know we're running long, but at this point, they need to run that as long as they can right. before they do that turn because it will be even more of a hot turn when it does happen. So, an honorable mention for me before I get to number two is Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin. It was a good match. Baron Corbin is also one of these people that. You don't realize how good he is. He is the modern day, this generation's version of JBL. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a world champion. I think that he would do great with the world title. But he's really good. And that match had no business on paper when you look at it being as good as it was. And it was a good match. So, number two for me. Uh, goes, it's it's kind of going to end up being a two-parter. It's all things Stone Cold. You have his match. You knew when uh, when KO came down that he was he had his hands taped. He was. You knew it was going to go to a match. Then Austin comes out and he's got both knee braces on, and I'm like, okay, this is about to go down. And then the match turns out to be a lot better than it had any business to be. Uh-huh. And then, of course, he comes down Sunday, and, and we know the stunner on Vince. He stuns Austin Theory, who sold it fantastic. And a lot of people are crapping on the way he sold it. No, he sold and, it great. And I, it's all over Twitter going, I can't believe he did this. And then people have been stitching with, with him, showing him all of the rocks, and, and some of them are like, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, the rock did it all the time. Go look how Scott Hall sold the stunner 
yeah. uh, at WrestleMania, and yeah. and I mean. But I loved McAfee's McAfee's was the best. When he had the mouthful of beer and he falls back and he just spews up into the air. And then he falls out. The best part of that was he's out on the side and and Austin pitches him another beer and he's laying there out of it, pouring the beer in his mouth. Pat McAfee's a... a, I I don't know if it's true or not, but Pat says he he had no idea that he was going to get stunned. That was unplanned. Yes, it was. It was an unplanned stunner. Yeah. But... McAfee Which sold it, and if the fact that he did it not knowing and sold it as well as he did. Well, I'm sure at some point when he pulled him into like you know if you've watched wrestling at all, Byron Saxton knew that he was going to get stunned on right. Saturday night. Right. Okay. Pat McAfee when he pulled him in to drink beer, you had to know that you were going to get stunned. So number two for me is all things Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was a great final chapter. He got to write it the way he wanted to. Yeah, for, uh, for sure, for sure. Um, my number two, you briefly, you've already mentioned at number three, it's Bianca. I mean, she might be the strongest female in the actual WWE. Pound for pound, she might be the strongest wrestler in the company. Yeah, just phenomenal work. She's great on the mic. She's got a great look. She's got a great gimmick. And I, I think the, I think you're looking at someone that's going to hold a lot of titles. Yeah, I really do. And uh, and I like her. I like her a lot. I mean, she's so good in the ring. And she connects with the fans. Yeah. And spoiler alert: I'm sure number one for both of us is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about it being the greatest debut of all time. How in the world is it not going to be number yeah. one on our so, list? So Cody Rhodes. Doing Cody Rhodes things, coming out uh, as the American Nightmare. His theme song is about him leaving the WWE. It's it's great, and I think, as you said, they're going to strap a rocket to him, and we're off to the races. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's, I mean, I'll be honest with you. First time in a long time, I'm excited about wrestling. Right. I mean. I ordered my Cody shirt before Mania was. I mean, I ordered it as soon as the match was over with, yep. and uh, so I'm excited for that to come in. And I'm thinking I'm going to get me an RK Bro shirt too. I love the whole when they had the animated snakes fighting each other yep. and Riddle kept dodging. I like it was great. It was super great. Well, guys, um, we could not not talk about wrestling this we week. We had to, and uh, I think you're going to see. But even though we've talked about we're going to do some different topics. Wrestling's always going to creep we're, back we're, in. We're going, to see, we're going to talk about wrestling a lot. Because it's something that we both love. Right, for sure. Well, guys, another great, great show. We appreciate you as always. And uh, we'll see you next week. Stay safe, friends. That wraps up today's episode. We want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Without you, none of this is possible. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go out and leave us a five-star review on your favorite platform. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at From Corner to Corner, on Twitter at Corner to Corner PC, and on TikTok at From Corner to Corner. You can always reach us on Facebook or on email, Corner to Corner PC at gmail.com. We love you all, and we'll see you next time.